ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. As promised, joining us now, the head football coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, getting ready for the annual Vermilion and White spring game tonight at Cajun Field. Admission is free, limited capacity, but um, come on out, check out the Cajuns. I know they've been working hard in the spring, and they're ready to get after it. Head coach Billy Napier joins us now. Good morning, Billy. How are you? I'm doing great, Scott. How about you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, how is the team doing health-wise? I know going into every spring you have a list of goals with each phase, but also know throughout each phase, you know, one of those goals that's almost unwritten but it's understood is staying healthy. Yeah, no, I think we're definitely trending in the right direction there. You know, I think, you know, I had several – you know, a handful of off-season surgeries, you know, a few things throughout the off-season. I think we've gotten progressively better. Uh, certainly benefited uh, from the new hire, Tony Hill, who's the head athletic trainer for football. He's done a terrific job from a leadership standpoint downstairs. And uh, I think our team's benefited from that. We've gotten better. Um, and, you know, obviously tonight's a great way to cap this thing off you know these guys have been working hard here really for about three months or so uh, three and a half months and um you know it's gonna be a heck of a night you know really the first opportunity uh, for our fans for the students for the university community the parents a lot of these players to see this team uh and really a chance for us to kind of start working on the identity of this team you know, I always say it's it's a way for the fan base to kind of wet their beaks a little bit and get a small glimpse of what you guys have been working on before the season rolls around in the fall. Um, and phases you have different phases throughout the yearly calendar. Why why is the identity phase in your mind the most difficult and one of the most important? And I'll just ask to follow up now for our listeners. Just explain to them exactly when that phase takes place. You know, typically we we start uh, January uh, with what we would call our foundation phase, right? You know, back to the basics. Uh, we assume nothing. Typically, would have about twenty five percent of attrition. You know, at the player level, you're really starting over, right? A new group of leaders, a new group of seniors, typically a new group of rookies that just showed up. So. And you always have attrition at the you know, organizational level, whether that's the coaches, uh, the second tier of people uh, that work with the coaches, the support staff. Um, and certainly we've had our fair share of that this year. But identity is kind of a little bit after National Signing Day, right? Probably mid-February. Um, the players have been working with the strength conditioning staff only for the first month or so. And, and then – all of a sudden, four days a week in the afternoon, you know, we're working with the coaches and the strength staff together, the entire organization at one time. Um, you know, so the intensity and urgency kind of goes up. Uh, and we want to challenge the self-discipline of the players, right? The workload uh, needs to be right, you know, at that right level where if a guy's, you know, doesn't eat, sleep, hydrate, you know, he doesn't have the right mental disposition, uh, he's going to get exposed, right? And uh, I think that's, you know, the first two weeks of that program, you know, that's the objective, right, to develop some mental toughness, to really develop some self-discipline, to buy into the value of having a routine, 
uh, and certainly I thought we executed it this year as well as we've done since we've been here. So, um, you know, we're getting better. And uh, certainly about halfway through this thing, you know, as I see it, and I'm really pleased with the new staff and certainly some of the new players that we've added as well. You mentioned some of the new players, Coach Billy Napier, our guest. What newcomer in your mind, whether it be a natural freshman or or a transfer, um, what newcomer has assimilated himself most quickly? Well, I think there's a lot of them. You know, we had more mid-year players than we've ever had before. We had 11 guys uh, that joined our team, um, some high school players, but also some uh, transfer players. So, you know, I don't know that I want to comment on one specific individual, but I think as a group, there's no question that several of those guys are going to be in position to contribute to our team this year, you know, which I think is what you want, right, when you go take a transfer player. Uh, whether it's from another four-year institution or he's a junior college player, all of these happen to be uh, four-year institution transfers. And, you know, we've been pleased with those guys, certainly kind of orientating them to how we do things here. They picked it up well. And, uh, you know, tonight you'll get a chance to see a lot of those guys. So I think, um, you know, it's a little too early to make, specific comments about those individuals but i think as a group they're going to make our team better speaking of as a group um you're solidified at your starting quarterback spot and when spring practices began you told us that you know the competition behind that was open you felt like chandler fields was the leader in the clubhouse based on you know his history and and being in the program for a little while but Got a lot of newcomers there, whether it be you know Ben Walrich or or Lance Lejeune or Zy McDonald, Hunter Aaron. Where who who are you expecting to get the I guess the the snaps uh, with the first or second team after Levi Lewis tonight? Well, tonight you know you'll get a chance to see. Uh, we'll play ones versus ones and twos versus twos. Um, you know we're divided the teams up. You know Vermillion and White, but. Um, you know, Chandler Fields and Ben Wooldridge will take the majority of the snaps with the second offense tonight. Um, so you get a chance to kind of see those guys. They're certainly, it's very competitive there, you know, and uh, has been throughout the spring. Both of those guys have done a lot of things well. And then there's certain areas where they need to continue to grow and develop. Um, you know, and that's kind of what where we're at, what we're observing. And, you know, we're a long way from playing. Uh, and I do think that that may be a competition that's week to week as we get into the season. But in general, uh, it's very competitive. I think even behind that group, right, with uh, Hunter Herring, Zy McDonald, uh, Lance Lejeune, um, Luke Bogan, those four guys have had good springs as well, and, and they'll all get an opportunity to play uh, briefly tonight as well. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, 1420 app. Billy Napier, head coach of Louisiana, is our guest right now. The Vermilion and White spring game tonight, 7 p.m., Cajun Field. Uh, Admission is free. Um, All game day protocols from the 2020 season will be enforced. Parking uh, is free as well, and um, it's a good chance to come out, support a team that finished number 15 in the country last season but still have – bigger goals ahead of them. Um, Billy, you, I, I remember being at your first spring game three years ago uh, on a Saturday, and 
there were some nice moments there afterwards, and and you guys awarded some uh, walk on some scholarships, and I, it, it was the beginning of it. It wasn't the very beginning of a new era, but it it was kind of the first chance fans and you know supporters of the program got to see you and your team. Three years later now, and I know you didn't have a spring game last year, but three years later, how how different in your mind is this program from where it started at and how have you evolved as a head coach in that time? What's the biggest difference in your mind about your style now compared to three years ago today? Most of them would be we've been very fortunate to hire really good people here. You know, I think we've had uh, we've been very thorough. You know, we did a lot of homework. We we originally started with a a great group, and I think each year we've had some attrition. We've been able, you know, the leadership that we have at the universities allowed us to have uh, resources to go get talent. Right? I think as a leader, you're only as good as the people that you put around yourself, and certainly that's the case. You know, I think um, what we've done here is I think we had a good. Uh, idea of how we wanted to run our organization. Um, we went to work on establishing those systems and those processes. And, you know, what I would say is that we've continued to learn and grow, adjust. You know, we adapt, evolve uh, a little bit each year, right? I think when you do something over and over, uh, it allows you an opportunity to eliminate some of the mistakes you've made in the past, uh, but also you know, slight tweaks or changes here or there. You know, I think that's probably been uh, the culture here has been, okay, let's go improve, right? I heard a guy say this past weekend at church that, you know, maintenance is a You know, you're either getting better or getting worse. You're going forwards or going backwards. And I think that's the approach that we've taken. And, um, you know, we're, we're still doing that. You know, but I do think we've refined how we do things. You know, I think we've gotten even better at the details within each phase, within each stage, um, and certainly a lot closer relationships having worked with some of these staff members for a couple of years now, and certainly uh, the players um, the same way. So I think we're more familiar with our people, and I think the expectations are pretty clearly defined, uh, and that's how it improves. You know, I think we've gotten better. We've refined our systems and how we do things, and you know, I think we need to continue to evaluate things that way and try to continue to keep improving. Rage Cajun head football coach Billy Napier, our guest, ESPN fourteen twenty, is the Great Scott Show. You've got, uh, by my estimation, coach nineteen wide receivers um, listed on the roster. A lot of experience because a lot of guys ended up playing last year for various reasons, um, and you saw a lot of growth at that position last year. I, I don't know that you saw someone sort of step into that Jamarcus Bradley role as, as maybe the clear-cut number one, and whether that be to injuries or gaining experience, but you got a lot of guys I know that are fighting for spots at the top of that depth chart. Um, is this position in your mind, is it one of the deeper ones on the roster, or is it is it a different unit um, where you've got to just you know let the cream rise to the top, if you will? No, I do think um, this year this will be an experienced group, right? I think a lot of these, a lot of the rookies last year had to play, um, and I do think the newcomer John Stevens that we have there is a veteran player, right? He's going to be a true junior this year uh, and have a couple years to play. So, I think we've got a lot of players that have played in games. You know, I think the 
it is going to be very competitive. Um, we typically play six guys in every game. And, you know, who are those six guys going to be, you know, as we approach the summer training camp, the opener, uh, there's no doubt this is going to be a very competitive uh, situation. So I think we've got some talent there. Uh, and certainly it's going to be about developing that chemistry over the summer. You know, a lot of work can be done from a throwing and catching standpoint um, in the summertime. So we need to continue to improve here, you know, and I think that we've got some young talent, and I think we've got to get on the same page and continue to um, work well together. Uh, but this is a competitive group. You know, you'll get to see a lot of these guys tonight. But i um, been impressed with how these rookies have uh, really refined their game throughout the offseason here. Um, and I think that's a good thing for the Cajuns because Levi Lewis early in the season last year was struggling to maybe have some guys that he was familiar with. And I think we're, we're going to start the year here this year with a lot of guys that have played a lot of ball. Well, um, in honor of my friend Dave Schultz, I guess I have to ask an obligatory question about the tight end position, Coach. So, um, uh, you know, getting a chance to to visit with Johnny Lumpkin a few times um, over the years uh, as a redshirt junior now, Neil Johnson's got experience. You know, there's a number of guys on this roster at that position that have experience. So rather than just ask you about players or, you know, who's looking good, I want to ask you this. It's in, in talking to the fan base, they ask about the position a lot. What do you think the most misunderstood thing is about that position from a fan that is watching on game day? Why don't they throw to him more? Why did they do this? What, what about the tight end position do you think is misunderstood or maybe just not, not seen by the common eye enough? Well, I mean, I think the tight end position is um, to play that position – requires a lot of intelligence. I mean, you've got to be a true student of the game. You know, I mean, I think it's it's uh, probably as demanding, you know, it's in the same category as the quarterback in our system in particular because you're you're specifically involved in the run game on the edges of the formation. Uh, you're, you're involved in the protections uh, and then obviously in all the route concepts. And you've got to play on the perimeter as well. So from a you know, the, the things that they have to process, play in and play out, um, you got to really be tuned in uh, and take a quarterback mentality and a quarterback approach to how you go about it. And, you know, we're fortunate that Mike Desimo leads that group. And, you know, he, he is um, a student of the game and certainly a former quarterback and has that perspective. He can see the big picture. So I think that's the big thing for me is in our system, these guys have got to be really smart. Um, well-prepared players. Um, we've been fortunate that they've they've done that for us. Hunter Bergeron, Lumpkin Johnson, Damian uh, Damani Burrell, Rhett Gidry, Christian Sabatini, Joe Lombardi Jr., Pierce Meagle. A lot of options there. You said you know on game day you like to play six receivers on game day in a typical game day. How many tight ends would you like to play? Not including special teams, just specifically from an offensive standpoint. Well, I think that. Um, the last couple of years, um, we've had four players that we would put out there and we felt like could play winning football. And there wasn't a significant difference maybe, um, you know, between those guys. And we felt like they all could contribute. So we played four guys, you know. Um, so, you know, I think we've got four players with significant experience coming back. And, 
you know, I think that would be the same approach there. Now, we'd like to see some of these guys that maybe have a bigger role, uh, but a lot of that has to do with, you know, their commitment, their dependability, accountability. Um, you know, can they show us, you know, that they can do things consistently and have self-discipline and how they live their lives? All those things matter. So, um, you know, we we got a long way to go before we play and a lot, a lot of work left to do. Uh, and certainly that group, you know, has as much work to do as anybody, right, because of how involved they are. Last question, Coach, for you about this team. Um, every team's in the same boat in this regard in that, you know, that extra year of eligibility. Uh, you had nine guys decide, you know what, I'm going to come back uh, for another another senior year. What kind of leg up does that give you as a coach? Um, how beneficial is those nine guys, knowing that some schools the number might be greater and others it's going to be uh, less than nine. But for you in particular with these guys, how does that make your life a little bit easier right now as you guys go through the phases leading up to the season? Well, I mean, it's really a couple critical uh, people, in my opinion, of that group. You know, I mean, imagine uh, going through this offseason or getting ready to play next year without Levi Lewis, without Taylor Humphrey, without Chauncey Manack, Farad Gardner, Ken Marks, Jalen Williams, Cam Solomon, you know, I mean, Nate Snyder. I mean, these guys are, they've played a lot of ball here and certainly not only have been productive players, but also are very good leaders. So, um, you know, it's like uh, picking up a couple NFL free agents that have played, you know, six or seven years and, you know, are very productive and also very good in the locker room and, and off the field, in the classroom, in the community. So, we're going to benefit from their experience and leadership, you know, and I think that's probably um, their ability to affect the rest of the team is probably what's most important. Billy Napier has been our guest, head football coach for Louisiana's Raging Cajuns tonight. Cajun Field, uh, 7 o'clock kickoff. Get out there. Admission is free. The annual spring, uh, Vermilion and White spring game. Coach, we appreciate the time this morning. You know, I always like to end on a non-football question. Uh, so today I got to ask you about dad life. I know that during the break in spring ball, you guys got to go on a family trip for a little while. Um, is there a moment from that trip where you were traveling uh, where it was just like, you know what, kids, I love you, but, um, you know, dad just needs a breather. Dad needs something because there's no way the entire trip went smooth. That's just impossible. I know, coach. I know better. Yeah, no, I think me and Allie, we got back home and, you know, we're at our house there. We're like, man, that was supposed to be a break. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think we had a, a heck of a week. It was great to see some of Allie's family. You know, I think got a chance to see Allie's grandparents in uh, Greenville. They came down, drove down from Atlanta. And that probably stood out to me just because we hadn't seen them for so long because of COVID. Um, but, you know, I think in particular, I had a buddy um, – just joking around here, but I had a buddy who texted me, saw a picture of us on vacation. I had a bunch of gray in my beard. He said, man, where's that gray coming from? He said, is it that hard to call plays? I said, man, it's got nothing to do with calling plays. It's this eight-year-old little girl I got that's causing all these gray hairs. That's right. It's, so, it's, um, it's calling the plays of life, Coach. Those are the ones when you got yeah, young kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's um, like, why do you wear a hat all the time, Scott? Uh, well, if you saw the hairline and what the kids have done to it, I guess you'd understand. So I feel you, Coach. But it's like 
you love the vacation, but you when you get back, like I always say this, once you have kids, it's a trip. It's not a vacation, right? Is that fair to say it's a trip? <laughs> yeah, I think vacation is when it's just me and Allie. There you, you go. Know, I think that's where I would classify it. But, no, we had a blast, and uh, certainly thankful to even be able to do that. You know, I know a lot of people aren't able to do that. We're certainly thankful that we have an opportunity to travel, go see our family, and, and um no, it was good, man. It was really good. All the best, Billy. I always appreciate you taking the time. We'll see you at Cajun Field tonight. Vermillion and White spring game, 7 p.m. All the best, and uh, we'll talk to you post-game tonight, Coach. All right, guys. Thank you all. Have Thank a great you. day. You too. Rage Cajun head football coach, Billy Napier. Got a few minutes left here in the 7 o'clock hour, Norm. Anything stand out to you there when he was talking? Uh, No. Um. <clears throat> I just like the fact that he's he's excited, just like the rest of the guys, on the amount of depth and talent that the roster has, and the expectations are high, just like everybody else in Cajun Nation are expecting from the, the Cajun team this season. I think one thing, one nugget that that I got out of that was when we were asking him about the backup quarterback spot, and he said, you know, who's going to get the snaps with the second team, and. He said, you know, tonight at the start, it will be Chandler Fields and Ben Woolrich. He said both of those guys will. So that tells you a little bit about how the depth charted. After Levi Lewis, who's the number two quarterback? Who's the number three? Who's four? Who's five? All that, because they got a lot. I think, you know, Fields is not a surprise. Hearing Woolrich's name, I guess, might not be a surprise for those that are on the inside. But to hear him come out and say it, um, that's something to keep an eye on tonight. Yes, it's it's a big eye opener. Uh, some of the players I talked to, they spoke real highly of Ben. They say the ball comes out of his hand with a nice zip, um, and he's come in from Fresno State, and he, he he knows the offense pretty well from what the guys on the inside have told me. So I'm going to keep an eye out, uh, especially for him, because uh, number two quarterback is the heir apparent of Levi Lewis coming in for next season. So, uh, you just want to know where your number two stands in your program going forward, especially with a monumental uh, leader like Levi being in his last season. And Dave Schultz uh, tagged us in that uh, Jim Jim Nace, Nace Jim Jim uh, Nagy Nagy of the Senior Bowl was speaking very highly of Levi Lewis and about Levi possibly getting an invitation to the 2020 Senior Bowl. Uh, so that will be big time. So it's a, it's a lot of eyes on this Cajuns team going forward. No doubt. He said he didn't want to really single out any newcomers, and I, I guess I get that. But if you listen to the whole conversation, he brought up Ulrich. He also brought up John Stevens Jr. by name, unprompted. He's in the wide receiver group, transfer from TCU, a very, very deep group. Anxious to keep an eye on that tonight. Next hour, Norm and I, we're cutting it up. Back to some of the NFL rule changes. Most likely to bust. Steph Curry deserving of all the praise right now, or should there be a little bit of, what about this, what about that? We got a lot to get into. Don't go anywhere. Plus, Cajun baseball bounce back, get the win last night. Boy, that third inning you're sitting there saying, not again, but they bounce back out of it, especially Josh Cofield. Big night, good stuff there. We'll dig into it. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues right after this. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. And if you're listening on the ESPN 1420 Listen Live Player, that's brought to you by Sean Pons Market on the Wheel Center. Sean Pons going the extra mile. Don't go anywhere. The 8 o'clock hour is right around the corner.